Hello everybody, welcome to Nach Wednesday. This is Rafael Davidovich, and we are continuing our trip through the Nevi'im. And today we are going to give a summary and some insight into Sefer Yehoshua Perik Vav, which is the book of Joshua, chapter 6. This can be entitled, The Conquest of Yericho. And the conquest of Yericho had to be something special, since this is the first step in the conquest of Eretz Canaan. Yehoshua is told that in order to conquer the first city in Eretz Yisrael, something very special has to happen. This would not be an ordinary conquest. Shem told him that the, the Jewish people were to march around the city, the walled, closed-off city of Yericho, for seven days. And the Kohanim would carry the Aron Habris, the Aron carrying the Torah, and the Jewish people would march behind the Aron, for seven days. However, for the first six days, they would march around once and then stop and be entirely silent during the march. And then on the seventh day, they were to encircle the city of Yericho seven times, then blast the shofar, and the walls of Yericho would come tumbling down. And that is when the Jews were to go into the city, spare Rachav and her family, as had been arranged in the earlier chapter, and totally wipe out and take over the city of Yericho. If this sounds very much like what we do on Sukkot with the Hoshanos, six days marching around, and the seventh day Hoshanarava going around seven times, then you're not the only one who thought of that. I thought of that too, even though I don't know the connection. So now, before this begins, they march six times around the city, meaning one time for a day for six days. And then on the seventh day, as they are going around, before they go around the city, Yehoshua issues an order. The order he issues is that no real wealth, meaning all the gold and the silver and the property in the city is to be taken and dedicated as a cheirem, Cherem does not mean excommunicated here. It means off-limits, meaning all dedicated to Hashem. He tells them this right before they go. According to Limar Sanhedrin, there is one opinion that faults Yehoshua for doing this. It's not clear that everyone agrees with giving Yehoshua blame. However, the story that will take place in the next chapter or two, where some people take from the spoils, is uh, interpreted by the Gemara that maybe Yehoshua should not have done this since this was the first city and people wanted, might have wanted to take some spoils. However, Yehoshua did make this rule that since this victory really was not their victory, it was Hashem's victory. So everything should go to Hashem. And then after they march seven times around the city, the shofars are blown the walls miraculously come down. The Jewish soldiers march into the city, wipe out the city. The two spies from earlier go to Rachav's home and save Rachav and her family from death. And then they then move in with the Jewish people. According to the rabbis, a very interesting postscript to the story, which is not mentioned in Tanakh, but the rabbis say that Rachav actually married Yehoshua, and that some of the great prophets of the Jewish people are descended from Yehoshua and Rachav. 
Be that as it may, they conquer the city, and Yehoshua, at the end of the chapter, lays out a curse. For He says, Cursed is anyone who rebuilds this city. With his oldest child he, sh- he will lay the foundation, and with his youngest he will set up its gates. Meaning that his children will die because he, disobey- he disobeyed Yehoshua. We later find out in Sefer Melach in the Book of Kings that this was fulfilled because a friend of King Ahab, Ahav, actually did rebuild the city and that this in fact was the punishment. So this is just the foreshadowing of that and this comes much later in Tanakh. However, the idea is that since this is the first step in the conquest of Eretz Yisrael, it had to be miraculous. Because even though the Jewish people, as they would slowly occupy and take over and live in the Holy Land, they would become more part of this world, meaning not living the miraculous life of the Midbar, not living the miraculous life of watching the ten plagues in Egypt and the splitting of the sea, but living a life according to the laws of nature. Yet the first step had to be in this divine, miraculous way. And that's why this story of Yericho is so important, because in its own way, it is the mirror image of for Yehoshua of what Moshe did, that those early victories, meaning the Makos and Kriyas Yamsuf, had to be miraculous, followed by more natural means of securing victories. That's all for today. See you next time.